Hello, everyone. Welcome to this month's podcast. Uh, we are here today uh, discussing the topic of the CFSR, which is the Child and Family Service Review. Uh, we have guests here today who are uh, Tony Scott and Dennis Alford from the Children's Bureau. I'll let them explain a little bit about that. From uh, the Department of Social Services here uh, at Children's Division, you have me, Daryl Missy, the director. Uh, Jodine Bogart, who is, of course, in charge of our CFSR efforts here at Children's Division. And also Ashton Kiever and Bailey Watts, our communications folks. I want you to introduce, I want to introduce them to you because they make the magic happen, and uh, because sometimes they've got a great question that I just want them to be able to ask. So, Tony, we were talking a little bit before we, we started, and, and, and the question was, you know, what is the Children's Bureau? Anyway, I have this vision of, you know, I, I, I jokingly just call you all the feds, you know, <laughs> sort of like, uh, sort of like I, I don't know, and then, then I've got this vision of the movie Men in Black, you know, where you're down <laughs> in a bunker, and, and you would talk to us and turn the light on, and you you know, we'd remember it if uh, if we could. But uh, so, so very the, much like the, Men in Black. Yeah, except bats. for what are what are you? What do you do? <laughs> except for we work behind a desk most of the time. Except for when we get to come here and do stuff like that with you guys. Um, so I'm Tony Scott. I'm program specialist with the Children's Bureau, and um, each state has a specialist like me that works with um, with the states uh, to work with them on their um, on their child welfare system as a whole um, and we'll get into that a little bit later what that means it's not just the um, the state agency like children's division here in Missouri but the whole child welfare system um, and then I'll let uh, Dennis kind of go into yeah that. Dennis what what do, what, do, what do you do oh gosh I am Dennis um, well whereas Tony Tony's position encompasses far more work with Missouri than just the CFSRs. Um, but my position as a contractor with the Regional um, Children's Bureau Office is to help um, support the Child and Family Services Reviews um, in the region's seven states, which which includes Missouri. So the, the Children's Bureau is part of the federal government, and we were you know, like kind of joking beforehand how many layers of it there are. Why don't you just, <laughs> Tony, briefly explain to us what, what is the Children's Bureau really, and what do you do? Well, so, I mean, we, in my position as a program specialist, there, uh, you know, when we're fully staffed, there's, you know, 50 of us, uh, one for each state, um, and we, we work with, uh, with the, the state agency, like Children's Division, the courts, um, community partners, um, you know, any other stakeholders, uh, which all of those put together, you know, encompass the child welfare system for a state. A lot of people have the misconception that it's just the state agency, like I said before, but it really is all of those things combined. Um, and so the Children's Bureau works with um, a lot of different grants. I don't want to get into too much uh, detail, but um, the Criminal Justice Act, the CB cap. I just go. There's a lot of acronyms <laughs> with it, but and and the court improvement program, um, and just to name a few, and and of course the CFSR and the uh, reviews, and also uh, the Title IV E federal funding um, process and reviews 
And so I've got my hands in a little bit of uh, uh, a lot of the funding streams and program on the program side uh, to work with you guys with that as with that. And one of the things you mentioned there was the CFSR, which you're, we're, we're getting ready to do. What, what, what is that thing and why do we do it? <laughs> so, um, you know, the CFSR, the Child and Family Service Review, has been around since about, I think it was 2000, round one kicked off. Um, and we're currently, some states are still in round three, but we're, Missouri finished that up and uh, currently we're, working on uh, round four. Okay, so so Tony, what do we need to do to be ready for that week? I mean, well, there's a... a storm <laughs> shutters? Do you put those up? Or, yeah, or just what? like for a hurricane. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it, there, there is so much to, that goes into it um, from uh, picking the, the, the sites um, to engaging, you know, community partners, stakeholders, uh, um, stakeholders in general, uh, to just the logistics of everything, to I don't know, help me out, guys, because there's just so a lot. About, a lot so when you talk about picking the sites, it means mm -hmm. that there, it's almost like you're doing a sample. You're you're looking at a particular place in the state, not the whole state all the time, uh, as we do the review. Is that is that correct? That is. So for round four for Missouri, our three sites are Kansas City, the 45th Circuit, which is Lincoln Pike counties, and the 36th county in the south east part of the state, which is Butler, Ripley, and now Carter counties. So those were the lucky ones that were chosen for round four, um, and those will host um, the CFSR on-site review in July. So th does the whole state work on this then, or just these places have this duty? I mean, do we all, we're all involved in this? We should all be involved in it, absolutely. All right, all right. so it's a, statewide, <laughs> it's a statewide effort to review what we do by looking at those particular parts of our, you know, work. Right. It is a small sample of cases that is selected to be reviewed, but it's amazing how those 65 cases really does um, lend itself to practice trends throughout the state. Um, so even though it is a small sample in just three sites, it does give us a pretty big picture, a pretty good picture of what practice looks like okay, in Missouri. So, so you need help, right, Jodine? Absolutely. I, okay, so tell <laughs> us what you need, and uh, we'll, we'll hopefully people listening will... will rise up and either do it or help us find the people to do it. So what, what do we need? So um, in each of those sites, there will be about eight review teams. Um, the federal government sends federal reviewers and we match the federal reviewers with a state reviewer. So state reviewers are who we need right now. Okay, and that would be people from our agency? Or our community, our travel for community as well. Okay, so who else? Like we're talking juvenile officers, judges? We have a couple judges. We have a juvenile officer that's committed to doing the review with us. Um, some of our FCC and partners are going to do the review with us. Um, and then children's division staff. Okay, and you still have plenty of openings? I, I have about seven or eight openings. Not, not too many, but still need to be filled. Okay. We're pretty excited, actually, about the legal and judicial uh, folks joining like judges and JOs, uh, juvenile officers uh, that's pretty you know it's a it's a great way for them to see how this whole process works so we're, we're excited that um, that they're actually going to be hands-on during that review week um, looking over the cases and uh, I, I don't know if, if like every state actually gets uh, 
So this is, uh, to me, and I don't know across the nation, but I think this is a pretty unique opportunity to, to have the judges and, and, and not a whole lot of states have JOs, but, uh, but I think it's pretty cool to have, have those participants. Well, as a person who's been on both sides of that line, you know, I've been, I, I've been, uh, I've been a judge who's handled these cases for a long, long time, and now I've, I've been inside the agency and I've seen at some level how things work, and I think that that, that outside judicial perspective will be helpful, I think, because you're looking at it from 30,000 feet. You're looking at it. You're not looking at it in the, in the nitty-gritty day-to-day uh, -day functioning of this thing you do or that thing you do, you're looking at it in terms of how does that impact the outcome of this case? You know, how does that, uh, what, what kind of things am I going to be able to order at the end of the day if this is the kind of thing that happens? And I think that perspective could be really, really helpful. I'm hoping that that is the result and they talk amongst their judge friends and say, hey, this is like what we saw and during this week and wow, what, you know, like maybe this is an eye-opener or something, you know, like I don't know what will happen, but I, hopefully it'll be positive for for the state. I hope so, too. If somebody wanted to sign up to be one of those six or seven more people, how, how do they do that? Jody? They can email me okay. or call me. E email Jodine Bogart, and it's jodine.bogart. At dss.mo.gov. That's it. And so... Uh, Please do that now, This because this podcast is listened to so far and wide, those will fill immediately. In Perfect. <laughs> Glad to hear it. So what are we looking at? Uh, the, you, you guys, I guess, are the data guys. Uh, you, you know, what, are we, what are we really looking at when we're, when we're you know, doing these reviews? So first we could look at the types of cases. So we'll have a mix of foster care cases, and um, we'll have a mix of, like, in-home prevention type cases so that all happens within that one review week um, so it, it's pretty intense um, because you not only review the, the case file but you also interview um, people that were involved in the case so it could be parents could be the kid the children um, uh, attorneys uh, case managers um, you know anybody surrounding that case. So what kind of things are you asking? Are you asking people how they how they felt about the process, about how, how fair it was, or about how, how uh, prompt things happened, or, or what kind of questions are you asking? All of the above, and so we want to look at the documentation in the case file and look at, say, visitation. We'll just, because there's a, a whole host of things that you look at for, but we'll just, for example, visitation, we'll look at um, the quality of it. We'll look at the notes and 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 see if it was uh, timely and and of good quality. So, did they meet with them once a month, twice a month, you know, weekly, or not so much? And then, and so we'll look at the case file for that. And then we'll talk to say the the parents or the case managers, and and we'll get a better sense of like how did they feel about those services provided and um, see if they felt it was quality and if they felt like it was um, enough and long enough. And, you know, and so, and then we, we weigh those two, what's in the case file and the stakeholder, and they're weighted equally or even more so sometimes on what the participants, you know, say in those interviews. So um, it's, it's kind of a, a, 
I found it to be a, a good balance um, to see really what what's happened during the life of that case. How are cases chosen? It is a random sample. Um, the state was, we will pull a list of cases from those three areas and we'll send those to our federal partners and they randomize the sample, send it back to us, and we start at the top and work our way down. So then, you know, um, how, when does that happen? Because if you're talking to people who are um, connected to the case, like parents, like, do you give them notice that they may receive a phone call or, or need to be present in person for an interview? How does that work? All of that is, uh, that's part of the prep work that we are in the midst of at the moment. Um, so once we get that sample back from our federal partners, um, we will start with the local site coordinators. Each, each area has a local site coordinator that's on the ground doing lots of work. Um, they will start calling parents, calling workers, calling foster parents to get that schedule set. Um, like Tony said, the case is reviewed all in one day. So um, lots of prep work in advance to make sure that the review teams have everything they need to review that case. So are you looking at cases that are done and completed, or are these some cases that are still ongoing? It's both. Any case that was open um, from July 1 of last year through December of last year is eligible to be selected. And it'll just be random. I mean, it's it random. Can, so whether or not it's a case that's concluded or a case that's still going, it just will be the luck of the draw. There's, some, there's a few criteria that would make it not eligible, but for the most part, yes. If it was open, it could be chosen. As a volunteer, what's the process look like? Am I you know, sitting around a table with everybody? Are we collaborating? And, and what's the end goal for those volunteers reviewing these cases? Are we trying to determine how Missouri could have done it better? Are we trying to um, just see if it was fair or like for the ongoing cases? Are we like just, I guess, can you talk about that a little bit? Okay. So there is training for everyone who participates uh, provided by our federal partners. Um, so it's a two-day training that will happen a couple weeks before the review, so it's fresh in your mind. Um, I like to look at it as the federal reviewer brings expertise on the tool and the state reviewer brings expertise on how Missouri um, kind of implements those federal requirements. Um, so it's been definitely a partnership um, during those case reviews. The um, the state reviewer, um, like I said, will be the one who knows how Missouri's policies impact the, the kids and the families. Um, there is a case review tool that the, that the review team will work through during that day. Um, questions to answer, statements to write to support the way they answered the questions. Um, so it's pretty structured. Um, and in the end, um, all of those cases together will uh, feed into our CFSR final report that we will get from Children's Bureau. Reviewers do have a really important role. Um, the purpose of the case reviews is ultimately to um, better understand how children and families are experiencing child welfare services in Missouri and then the outcomes um, that they're experiencing. And so um, that's part of the case review, what reviewers will be doing um, and helping to identify 
you know, strengths and what's working well in Missouri, as well as um, different areas that need improvement. And our primary thing that, like, just, uh, you know, on a macro level, we're looking for um, three things, you know, safety, permanency, and well-being for all of these, you know, children and, and the families that, uh, that, that are served. So that's the ultimate goal is to achieve, you know, high levels of performance there. So is this a required review or is this something that we've opted into as an impro- part of an improvement process? It, it is, um, it's a, yeah, I think it's required for, because like you get certain federal monies. It is my understanding it's attached to the federal money. <laughs> that makes which, sense. Which means, which means it's required. And, uh, and it, it seems, it seems a, a fruitful and, and useful uh, thing to do, to, to st- sit back and take stock and see uh, where things are okay and where things could be better. I think, I think all, all organizations should do that. All individuals should do that. So, uh, you know, we, we, need, we really need to uh, make that happen for the welfare of, of our kids. And we'll get a report, right? We're going to get a report on the backside of this that will tell us how things are. At the end of the review week, we do a preliminary report of the results from all the sites, and we put that together. Um, and then in 30 days, I think we have 30 days, uh, we send a, a detailed, finalized report because we'll have more information and it'll be more more official and everything to, that we get back and send over your way and... and uh, over to Jodine and her team as well. So, well, and I'm, I'm really interested in, in the report. When will we get the report? Thirty, 30 days after after we finish up that review week. And and so by August, we'll end have, of August, first of September, we should have we'll the have final something. report. Well, and the reason I'm interested is because, and and maybe you all can speak to this about things that we can do, but I'm I'm by I'm by nature and by inclination a reformer. I mean, I want things to be better than they are. I, I want, I, you know, move, move in a direction that's different than the way Missouri has moved before. And and that that's almost like a compass in my mind. You know, that's that's almost like a what is true north and where are we as compared to true north. And I think that's such a useful thing for us uh, to have that to know. Uh, you know, because I, I know what those federal guidelines are. They're about they're about being good to people. You know, it's about helping as best we can, and and so getting that report, I think, is going to be really useful to us, uh, it, regardless what it says. It, it is, and yeah, because it shows like where you where you're at, and then like Jodine talked about earlier, the the period under review and the cases that are in there kind of gives a snapshot of of where the state is, um, and then after you get that final report, and you know which. Uh, Outcomes and systemic factors uh, that you know kind of need some some uh, some work on. Um, we have a program improvement plan, uh, or we call it a PIP, uh, and and then I can Dennis, if you're Jodine, if you want to chip in, like, kind of talk about the PIP process. Uh, yeah, Dennis, what's a what's a PIP? It's yet another acronym for us. Yes, here. What, we love what, the acronyms. Yeah. What is a PIP, and what would be in it? Well, so with with the child and family service reviews, it's not just the case-specific case reviews. We also do interviews. Tony and I will be um, in Jefferson City that week doing interviews with stakeholder groups, um, talking about the Missouri system on a systems level, um, talking about policies and procedures, 
And then also we, we look at statewide aggregate data. And so all of that will be part of the final report. Um, Just to jump in there, like, because the <coughs> stakeholder interviews reminded me of what we always say. Any, all of these cases that we're going to be reviewed, uh, reviewing, they're all de-identified, uh, no names, no like areas or anything like that. So we always tell people that we interview with, like, this isn't about fixing this, you know, one case, one problem. It's about looking at the system across the whole child welfare system in the state of Missouri um, and Im improving the whole thing. And so all of the data points in this uh, help us to do that, uh, all the aggregate data. Um, and along with uh, the stakeholder interview process uh, here with with community partners, some of um, uh, children's division staff, uh, you know, foster parents, uh, and and children with uh, children and, and families with lived experience, all those types of you know uh, community partners. I think I said. But we'll be interviewing all a lot of these different groups, and that helps with the process as well to, to see where we're at, which feeds into whether you've hit the the outcomes or the systemic factors that, that you know or not uh, that we're looking for um, for improvement across the state. Well, and if we haven't, I mean, the next the next question is why not? You know, what is it systemically? Right. that we have. It's not that we have a bunch of people saying well, we just don't want to do our visits, let's say, because you're saying, <laughs> right. you know, what, what, what is causing us not to be able to meet those visits? Is it something in process? Is it something in staffing? Is it something uh, circumstantial that, that uh, involves this state in particular that we could work on, that we could remedy and, and help get better result, right? I mean, and, that's... Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's what the, the PIP process is, is identifying that and then coming together with... Um, activities and projects and whatever to, to and not just you know things that like oh we're going to change policy here which is you know or there uh, which can be helpful but a lot of times we're wanting to see like actionable items that you know will, that will make an impact um, uh, in in a former round with Missouri uh, they there were added they added um the permanency attorney initiative and, and got, because uh, CD didn't have attorneys at the table necessarily across the board, and so they added a bunch of attorneys that could represent the agency, and and, and that was to help out uh, with achieving permanency timely, and, and, and so um, that was a tremendous thing. It never had been done before, and it really moved the needle in, in terms of uh, uh, improving practice. Um, well, and although, I mean, every um, child and family services round has, you know, its own name and number, I guess, but it's really an iterative process. So the goal of round four is to build upon the work that Missouri has has um, done in round three and some of the um, improvements that have been made. You know, some of the the standards to be in substantial conformity with federal requirements are are very high, but um, as you said, Daryl, you know, children and families involved with our services deserve the very best services that we have, um, and we want them to have the very best outcomes. So the so the so the program improvement 
plan process is an opportunity for Missouri to um, come together and kind of strategically think through um, ways to make you know systemic and lasting improvements in the state. Well, for example, one of the places that I know uh, that I learned that we had some issues in the past was the number of moves a kid has when they stay, and the federal. The federal guidelines allow for X number of moves per thousand days. I think it's just just over four. Uh, and in my mind, as a guy who was you know not in this agency and not used to dealing with all the numbers, a person who was a judge before sitting on the bench, the idea that a child's going to go through moves that frequently on average troubles me. You know, so it, it's one of those things where it, that's the federal level. That's what they say is acceptable. How do we how do we meet that? How do we beat that? Uh, how do we, because, because I think it, it helps us understand what is, what is good practice, what is excellence, and, uh, and, then, and then shoot for that. I think that uh, it's really an opportunity for us to figure out, like you say, where, we are, where, where are we now so that we can get to where we want to be. On, on measures like that, like the number of visits we have, like how often kids can go home, uh, a, whole, a whole host of uh, measures, right? Yeah. And the CFSR does cover the gamut of child welfare. It starts from the investigation and it goes all the way through permanency. And like Dennis said, the systemic factors that impact our casework as well. So if there's one thing, maybe all three of you answer this question. If there's one thing you'd like us to keep in mind as we go forward to do this thing, all of our people out there, what, what is it? What is it, Jodine? What do you think, what do you think we should keep in mind? I think it's really important to understand and remember that this is not a review of the children's division. It's a review of the child welfare system in Missouri. Um, I think the CFSR can feel very much like an agency review, um, but it really is the system as a whole. Um, and so I think for children's division staff and FCCM staff in particular, it's important to remember that it's this work is not just about us. We can't do it in a vacuum and the review is not a vacuum either. As a person that comes from the courts, I can, I can attest to that and, and has looked from circuit to circuit and how things are different. Sometimes you know what's different there is, is how the court system works or, or how, or how the, the juvenile office functions or any other number of things, right? So I guess what you're telling us is don't take it personally. Uh, we're looking at the whole thing. It is the whole thing, yes. Right, right, right. What do you think, Dennis? What would you have us, what, what would you have us keep in mind as we go through this? I would say that um, the child welfare systems work at their best when people that are affected by that system are deeply involved in its design and operation. And so to me that involves, um, as Tony mentioned, um, including children and families that have experienced the system throughout the entire CFSR um, process um, because they do bring a unique expertise to the table. Um, and then not only youth and families, but also um, there's a focus this round of including um, voices from historically marginalized, um, underserved, and um, other populations that are um, adversely affected or, or achieve disparate outcomes. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Tony, what do you, what do you think? I, I think it's, it's key one thing that's key to the, the success of this whole thing is the collaborative efforts between the agents, all the different parts of the, the child welfare system as a whole. So 
the agency, uh, the judicial legal community, the community partners, um, you know, every th aspect that, that is involved in this, this system um, really work together because w when it's all siloed, it just, it just doesn't work. I mean, you can try as hard as you want in one area, but if you operate in a vacuum, um, you know, the agency isn't going to get very far if they're trying to work on achieving permanency if they're not on the same page and vice versa with the courts. So, you know, um, uh, so I would say everybody uh, working together to develop things like the PIP so that you have a holistic view of, of all the parts of the system working in tandem. Um, I think that's, that's critical and key. Daryl, can you talk about how this uh, review plays into the um, Children's Division Reform Plan? How, how is this going to be important to the work um, as a whole that we're doing to um, improve CD? Well, and I'm presuming that all of you are listening to the podcast have, have seen the plan, but the, the uh, but but since we might be broadening our scope, if you don't know what the plan is, I'll, I'll explain the plan. The plan is essentially to take uh, children's division and the whole system. Again, it's not just us, like you said, Jodine, but the entire child welfare system in Missouri, and try to make it a a less reactive, uh, more proactive, more family friendly. Uh, less intrusive, less, uh, you know, government type of response uh, to uh, the concerns that our families face. And so that would, res that would ultimately, one would hope, result in reducing the number of children in care because we have, we're fifth in the nation of children in care per capita, double the national average, which I think, given when you're trying to deal with that many kids and this many things, it impacts how we do on our measures. I mean, it impacts uh, how we function. And so when, when I'm looking at data that we're going to get from this process, it can say to us, how can we be better? How can we be more efficient? How can we help families in a better way? How can we keep those kids from making those changes in placements? Uh, and if we do, the plan ultimately is that by, by doing prevention, uh, we reduce the number of kids in care, and then rather than reduce the size of the force, which is already too small, uh, we would we would shift toward more prevention and balance things out to where we would be something more like normal for a state our size, uh, and that we would do better work for our kids and families. When I think about uh, the opportunity that exists for people taking a deep look at our cases, at our practice, uh, ourselves taking that deep look at our cases and our practice, uh, and, and coming up with strategies uh, to make that improvement happen. I think it's critical for the plan. I think it's great that it's happening now because it gives us, it gives us some metrics from which we can work. Well, I cannot thank you all enough for coming here uh, to Jefferson City to have this in person, not even on WebEx, <laughs> so we don't sound like we're in a tin can. They're in, they're in my office uh, having this great conversation about, about the upcoming process. Uh, Tony and Dennis, I thank you all for coming. I thank you for the work you've done for us, that you do for us. I thank you for uh, what you're uh, preparing to do as we go through the CFSR process and for uh, talking with us today. Thank you all for coming. Absolutely a pleasure, and uh, it's always been great to work with you guys. Hopefully.